Sonny is very lucky that his father is a better person than Dolly. And I think you, 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 you are an ostrich. Next Tuesday, April Fool's Day, he's the biggest fool in Manchester. And that is you, David Myers. Football heritage. No one wants to be a fullback as a kid. No one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of the Bola Boys podcast. I'm your host, Vis, and today I have my usual guest, I mean, my usual co-host, Rahul Mohan Kumar. How are you feeling, buddy? Hi, hi. Good, good. We haven't done this in a while, I think. So, yeah, we'll yeah. back into the flow. How long How long has it been since the last pod? I think, what, three weeks? Uh, two, three weeks. Two, three weeks. Two, uh, three weeks. I think slacking. just the way the fixtures have uh, fallen, it made sense to just hold off, especially after the final and things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been a bit tricky this past few game weeks you know with the double game weeks the midweek game week you know sometimes we are so conflicted we don't know when to record and when to post because like the content expires fast right like it's difficult to like who like if the game's already played like what's the point of you listening to a preview of that game like yeah so, and yeah. the fact that everything is still so close by so you yeah know, we, i mean we'll come to it eventually but the fact that the points and stuff are so uh the gap between teams are so minimal you know, we couldn't just, you, you can't just ignore a game because the fact that it could make a big difference and then yeah. everything we talk about is irrelevant. So hopefully uh, you guys can uh, be patient with us. But just before we begin as well, guys, you know, just to help us out, make sure, uh, or not make sure, but if you'd like to and you like what we are doing, uh, you know, try to share it with your friends, family, whoever you think might be interested obviously we're on instagram which is one place you could share the other place is obviously just through our spotify um i think just sending a link through spotify most people do have access to spotify nowadays um but failing which our instagram is there so please just share give us likes try and repost if you think anything you've listened to or anything we produce is decent it really helps us out yeah please don't listen to rahul guys i think you have to do it if you're listening to the pod right now please do it you have to do it and that's the only way we're going to keep going and, uh, you know, try our best to produce the content that we produce for you guys. So that being said, today we're going to cover a few things. Um, we're going to talk a bit about the title race and then we're going to talk on Liverpool and their possible potential resurgence. And um, we're going to look at the Spurs and Chelsea game that just happened. So I want to start by saying, bro, it, it feels great, man. After six years. Oh, yeah, yeah, six years. After six <laughs> years without any silverware, you know, United have finally won some sort of silverware. So they won the Carabao Cup, also, you know, the League Cup. And it's been, yeah, six years exactly. And they beat Newcastle 2-0 at Wembley. Um, at the time of recording, this happened last night. So this whole day, I've just been smiling, bro. What um, what was your thoughts going into the game? Because I don't think we talked about it. And yeah. We didn't really uh, preview it, did we? Yeah, we didn't. So the thing was, I was always very nervous. I think, you know, any cup final, it's always a 50-50. You know, the last thing I wanted was for the game to stretch out. Because Newcastle are so good at, like, you know, like keeping the game, like, low score. And, like, you know, I, I thought it might go to, like, nil-nil, then penalties. And, you know, I just didn't want that to happen. Also, because of the Barcelona game that happened, like, what, just three days ago, you know, I, I you can tell, like, the United players are not fully at 100% every minute of every game. You know, you can see there's tiredness and 
and fatigue and I uh, yeah very similar. I was very surprised. I mean now looking back at it, that it was two nil first of all. And I mean, think I think relatively comfortable in the end for for United. There yeah. were big spells where Newcastle were on top in terms of possession and things, but actually threatening David De- David De Gea's goal. Right, I don't think there was yeah. many chances. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have. I if you asked me before kickoff, I would have said exactly like you said. I would have said it would be a very tight sort of affair. I would have thought, you know, maybe nil-nil, one-one, go extra time, maybe even penalties. I would have never saw a, an easy win for you. Like side. this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also thought yeah. it was going to be a bit harder, but I think Ten Hag set his team up very differently in the sense that you know it was the same starting eleven that I think start ba- started Barcelona, but no, besides Anthony, sorry. But the thing was. It wasn't like full-on high-pressing football where we squeeze opponents, try to counter-press and then you know, get the ball and, and then score. It was very control uh, possession without the ball. Like, you know, control of areas. And we just sort of counted them. So, which is why I want to I wanna highlight something. You know, Ten Hag did mention this um, in the pre-game about Newcastle being boring because they always sit back. You know, it's yeah. like like some mind game yeah. thing, and then maybe no, he said annoying, know. right? Uh, annoying, he yeah, he said annoying. annoying. So I think that was like a like a sort of provocative thing to you know hoping to get them to come at them lah, basically, and mm. and I think that was very smart by Ten Hag and 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 to be fair, Casemiro scores in the first. Uh, is it both goals in the first half? Yeah, both goals in the first. Yeah, half. both goals in the first yeah, half. Casemiro yeah. scores off uh, a good cross by Shaw. Corner, oh no, it was just a short set cross piece. Damn from a set goal. piece, yeah. right? And but be, honestly, before that, I would say Newcastle were the more like, likely, likely of the to two. score. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, the thing. So it's uh, it's funny how you look at it now. Two zero. It looks like um, you know an easy win for United. They dominated, but I don't think that was the thing. I think United were very clinical. Like you said, I think legs weren't as uh energetic as they would have been because of obviously the Barca game on mm. Thursday. Yeah. So I think what he did was really clever. I think he soaked up. They were very compact. We were talking before we started recording about how players like Saint Maximin getting past players like Juan Bisaka, you know, skinning him, but then ending up there's not much space anyway. It's just yeah. how compact the whole pitch was. So I think that was really good. I think I mean Ten Hag has shown in his short ten years so far that I think tactically he's very switched on, right? And you see this with his uh, changes substitutions. Yeah, yeah. I think he has the yeah. most substitutions coming on to score across Europe's five top five leagues or something like that. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, which is no joke. It's not easy. I mean, it's it's, it's really not an easy thing yeah. to do. Even the uh, Barca game, bro. Anthony comes on, and yeah. he scores. You know, like and he scores. Yeah. yeah, he's good, man. He's he's really good. His in-game substitutions are good. I think the second Very half. Good. Um, I would give credit to like Casemiro for me was man of the match, not just because of the goal. Yeah. But overall, that second half, you really needed to control and sort of like, you know, hunker down and, and just defend. Yeah. And he did it so well, bro. Like when you say... But he's chipping in, huh? He chips in with goals. He chips in with assists. Yeah, all-rounder, la, bro. He's a very good really, player. Really, really good signing. Yeah. Um, But the other person is Marcus Rashford. I mean, you look at his goal, right? Okay, and you think uh, that one, uh, Carrier's fault. Would you like... Oh, Carrier's... Uh, I Pope would have saved that. Would you I like? I don't know. It's so easy to say now that he went down. I think that's what people are saying, right? He went, he went down, down too early. early. But the thing is, it takes a deflection, um, and that's my point, right? I think when players are in form, just somehow the ball will find the back of the net, you know? Yeah, it just like to shoot, it, it doesn't take that deflection, right? Yeah, I don't think it goes in, and but that's what it is. It really is when you're in hot form. And Rashford has these spells before. I imagine. I remember even under Solskjaer, if I'm not mistaken, there was a point where. 
He like will just score. Streak. Yeah, near yeah. post, far post, whatever it is. He will just shoot somehow. Just go in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and somehow he'll go in. And that's how it was yesterday as well. So I think, I mean, the form is there. He's getting them to play well. You can see post-match as well, all the things he's saying. You know, I love Manchester United. This mm. is, you know, I mean, he play. I mean, wh- whether he means that or not, he's doing everything right. Yeah, right, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He's doing everything right. Definitely. Okay then, enough of United. Um, if not the whole pod, I won't stop talking about them. So let's move on to the title race. I think the title race is heating up. Uh, Raul, would you say that it's a three-way or is it still like a two-horse title race in your honest opinion? Yeah, I can't. I just can't get a read of it from the beginning of the season. Uh, it's, not, it's very different to how it's been over the last five, six years, I would say. Um, I think over the past five six years, there's never been even a third team who've been up there. It's been Liverpool and City. Yeah, for the longest time. Most of the time, uh, obviously that COVID season. I think there was a there was a small time where well, United came second, right? Yeah, they that, came second, bro. They but they the gap second, between first and second really, was just yeah, it was, was not big. A... I th- and the reason I think I've been so why I can't get a read on it is just how City are this season. They are just. They are not just how, like how they they've been. They're not the normal lah. They're not the normal. They're not the normal. Yeah. I think they they they. You never know which city is starting. Uh, you know, he, Guardiola has never been shy about his rotations and stuff. But it's so varied the teams he plays. You know, like he opts to drop KDB uh, against teams where I think he wants a bit more control, and then he plays a four four two. Yeah, like weird, right? Like hard to predict. So, yeah. yeah, so I just don't know, and there's no consistency. Is they're just not like the steamroller team that has been. Mm-hmm. And then Arsenal again, I you know again they lose to City in their recent game, but then since then have been great. Yeah, you know, picked up all the points <laughs> that they have to pick up. Yeah. are playing confidently. It doesn't sh- look like it's shaken them at all. That oh. result. Yeah, and then you have United now who are you know. I mean, they're still, what, eight points off, yeah, which is a lot. A lot. You know, and, and we're talking about, uh, like we said, Arsenal and City, who are still good teams. So, at the minute, I think it's a bit uh, still premature, premature to say mm. three teams are involved. Yeah. You know, I think something really drastic has to happen for that to be the case. I can see United maybe pipping City, but Arsenal are still eight points ahead. So, there's a lot of, you know, it's a yeah. big gap. That's, that is still a big gap. Mm. I, I just don't know, from a, from an internal, United, is that what, United fans are thinking they're yeah. thinking there's a sneak title charge there or uh, I, I I just okay see the thing is it's hard to discount United at the same time also tell oh yeah you know United are are gonna win like they have a you know proper claim on this title race because if you really look at the table yeah we are 8 points off Arsenal but we are only I think what with a game in hand okay we are 6 points sorry we're six points away from City, but with a game in hand. With a game in hand. Yeah, if so we win our game three. in hand, yeah, it could be three. So if we're three points away from second place, like, uh, uh, I feel like we, and uh, and City are in a title race Arsenal. So doesn't that also mean like, okay, then that means United also are in a title race. Yeah, but that's two big ifs, right? So yeah. that's the if that yeah. you, first of all, win your game in hand, which, okay, fine, is a small if. But the second if is the fact that City drop points and you catch City. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's you, in you United's know. hands, like, essentially. You know, they just have because to Because then take the it. other way you'd say, you look at it now is the gap between Arsenal and City uh, is two points, but yeah. Arsenal have a game in hand, right? So if City lose that game, which allows United to catch up with them... Yeah. Arsenal can go then go, go uh, eight points clear. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. it's 
it's a lot of ifs there and i think that's why it feels weird we don't we it's very difficult to look at a table and know where you stand when no when everyone is on a different amount of games and yeah i think yeah, it's it's just true. it's just but who do you think who do you think will win though okay like rank them lah bro rank them in uh, order what do you think your final top 3 predictions going to be I think so from from the beginning I think I've always said the biggest games will be the Arsenal City game. So one has passed and City won that. Yeah. Uh and then there was a bit of doubt there. I think even before they dropped points against Nottingham Forest, City dropped points against Nottingham Forest, they went favorites and then now Arsenal have gone back bookies favorites. I think again it comes back to the second game. So when they they play each other, I think relatively soon Again there's a big swing there right so it's a, if 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 city win again i think momentum definitely swings with them which is a bit of a copa rancela i know i, I know that's not no that's one game out of the remaining 13 14 games but yeah. i think that is huge you know i think it's huge in terms of momentum i think it's huge in terms of mentality yeah um but who knows man city obviously decide to not be consistent the one season liverpool are not there yeah yeah uh, <laughs> you know so there's a city also no like idea. don't care cuz liverpool not playing well so yeah, like yeah like, like as if they're one <laughs> guardiola boyfriend one. girlfriend like that yeah, so like they like literally so but i think i if i had to still say i would still say city like city, i said that yeah? from the beginning of the season i think nothing has changed uh my opinion if anything you know them beating arsenal as is has gone in 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 more in my favor of city winning um, mm. so i think that's that's the way it'll go what about you you said arsenal right you've been uh, yeah i've been on the arsenal bandwagon for the longest time and i i don't know bro it is so tough man to call but at the same time i feel like city have it in them to sort of just go on this run la bro and just not lose at all i've been trying to you know i've been waiting for this run for the longest time this whole season but it hasn't been coming bro to be fair like he's still not here yet so i still think there is a chance that they'll just do it lah towards the final you know stretch who arsenal city As- they'll just city, go all yeah. out and just right. win 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 you know but um the one thing you have to say about arsenal is that every question that's been asked of them in terms of the team in terms of the way they play in terms of their squad they've answered it very well yeah, yeah. you know you see Tros- Trossard was pretty unlucky to have his goal ruled out on the weekend yeah, well, he's contributing yeah. really well true um i think Partey has come back he was on the bench he came he made a substitution appearance so they're getting members back who have been out so i think they've they've managed it very well and i think you can if they do do it i don't think it's undeserved that's for sure yeah but i have to say city are just not the city of the last of the last four, yeah. five seasons yeah. so, you know but i, I think, think with not. the 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 ual games coming like europa games coming in again and arsenal are still in in how are they in still all competitions or no they're out of one well, they the won't carabao be, one no the carabao cup is finished they're I still in fa cup remember. and I then they're still arsenal. in the i can't remember fa cup yeah. and i can't so remember. i think that would squeeze them out because they don't have the depth that city have lah You get what I'm saying, ah. Uh? So I think that's when yeah. we'll be able to see City sort of like overtake Arsenal and. But City and can't keep a clean sheet, ah. Eh? They really no, no, la. just Very, yeah, can't they keep just a clean can't. sheet. They really can't. Um, they keep chopping and changing. I mean, the centre backs they've got what they've got: Diaz, Laporte, Ake, Akanji, Stones mm. is injured, and he's just not had a settled back four. Yeah, you know, that's he's true. not had a settled back four. Is yeah, I think. I mean, again, I think it's fair to say they as well are transitioning. Even though they are good, when you're a very good team, you can afford to still challenge despite transitioning. And I think that's what they are doing. Mm. Um, but it's a good opportunity if Arsenal, you know, is really good chance. I think. Yeah. 
I think the the, the best United will do realistically lah for me. I think they'll finish second lah. I think they'll do a madness and try and finish second place, which is also I like think I'm, I'll be happy that bro. Like <laughs> any, I think and for United just finishing in the top, top four, four is a huge thing. Already a trophy. It's already a good season. I don't yeah. see how it can be a bad season from this point. Yeah. You know, I just can't. See, it, it, yeah, I just can't see. It. Just not because. Firstly, it'll take two things. It'll take United absolutely reversing the form they've shown so far. Mm. But it'll also take one of Spurs, Newcastle, Liverpool to show form that like they they, they haven't yeah. really. Yeah. So I I think very unlikely lah. Like, you know, yeah. I think very. I think from this point, the fact that you won the cup already yesterday is already a good season. You know, mm. it's all positives from from here on. Yeah. It's all extras. It's good, man. It's a good time, lah, to be alive. I'm very, very happy, bro. Like imagine beating Barcelona, bro. Like in the same week, then we win the Carabao Cup. Like, like sometimes I feel like, wow, this is really happening, ah. Huh? This shit's really yeah. happening, bro. It's <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> so how the tables have turned? Let's talk about Liverpool, bro. So right, right now they're in seventh. Uh, they're nine points away from fourth. Uh, we thought, we think. You know they're going. You know to potentially sort of. No, I think we thought uh, lah before uh, we, we, thought, we uh. wrote this before the Palace <laughs> game, right? So. <laughs> so, so tell me, bro. Like, what's been going on? I mean, tell me something new, lah. You know, you've been already on this for the longest time, but what's been the latest? Yeah, I think yeah, it's like a broken record, right? I mean, the problems are there. We've not chosen to address those problems. So we look at that form table here. We've got our last mm. seven games, right? So. We lost to Brentford 3-0, lost to Brighton, drew to Chelsea, lost to Wolves 3-0. And then two good results. So you beat Everton, you beat Newcastle 2-0. Um, and then you want that momentum to go on. And then there's a blip. They yeah. lose to Real Madrid 5-2 after going 2-0 up. Yeah. And then Crystal Palace on the weekend was... I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know. And then the excuses are you know, that, oh, you know, the squad is depleted... The fact that we had, you know, not not able to to keep up with the physicality after the Real Madrid game. Well, again, it comes back to the problem: why haven't we haven't yeah. been recruited? Yeah, yeah. You know, these are the fact that you have to start with a midfield trio of Henderson, Milner, and Keita. Oh my goodness! Is your own doing? You know, is the yeah. manager's doing? Is the management's doing? So yeah, it's very disappointing. I think yeah, it's so funny. I was watching the Newcastle game, and even at two nil, right? I remember I was watching it, and I wasn't very happy. And people are like, "What's wrong with you? You know, Newcastle up there is a huge result. You should be happy with this." And I say, I say it's not enough. You know, it's not just about the result. It's not just about the three points because the performance is what is a bigger indicator yeah. of what's to come. Yeah, because it's funny. Then after United, uh, after Newcastle went to ten men only, ah, uh, suddenly they look better, you know, like against Liverpool, which was weird, lah. I think that's what you know made you a bit more annoyed, huh? Do you think? Uh, yeah, like, I think so. And it's just the the ruthlessness is not there. there. The mm. decision making is so poor. Like it's just a rot, lah. You know, I think. Klopp made some comments. I think I can't remember exactly when, but over the past week, where he said, you know, I've signed the contract because I knew of all the work that is that is needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fine, fair enough. I think teams are in transition and stuff, right? But you, there are degrees of transition. You can transition badly or you can transition well. Yeah. So you look at two teams, right? You look at Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Someone made this really good comparison the other day. Again, it's not something I've come up with. But they said both Liverpool and Madrid have been, you know, be, not looking at this season, but prior to the season, top three, top four teams in Europe over the last four or five years. Yeah, yeah. Right? They play each other in three Champions League finals. 
Real Madrid have very nicely transitioned. If you look at that first Champions League final that they played against Liverpool, they have nicely transitioned that team into a completely into new this new team. beast. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they true. signed Vinicius, Rodrigo, Valverde. They've you know Ronaldo is not there anymore. Bale yes, not there granted, anymore. They still love. have Modric and stuff playing, but you know they've they supplemented it with Kamavinga there when Chua many there. This is how you do it. This is how you transition. You don't transition when when the when when your current players can't even make a tackle anymore. You look at Fabinho on the pitch there. It's embarrassing, man. It's literally embarrassing. Yeah, and and I was talking so, to a friend. How old is Fabinho? He's only twenty eight, right? No, he's not. Yeah, he's tw- uh, he's thirty this year. He's thirty he's this year, lah. Yeah. Oh, he's only twenty nine. It's not like he's like thirty five, thirty six. You know where no, he's. No, no. He's and just you, not you the mean same. to tell me, right? Yeah. We are just lay people watching it on TV. We can see this decline. You think yeah. them with all their <laughs> numbers and their fitness tracking and all these things, you can't see the decline coming? Of course you can. So it's just terrible planning. It's no secret that they wanted to sign Chouameni over the summer. Why haven't you had a backup plan? Yeah. When it's something so pivotal, and then now you're saying, you know, you miss out on Champions League, the money will be less for the rebuild. I think it's a it's a mess. It's really a mess. Wow, that's annoying, huh? The fact yep. that, yeah. You know, so I think... But I'm I sure mean, the there have been positives, lah. Like, you know, I mean, has there been a difference ever since, like, Jota? I think VVD has made a difference. I mean, like you said, we, hmm? we've kept two clean sheets in a row in the yeah. league. Three clean sheets in a row in Bro. the league, if you count the Palace game as well, which, yes, I think you can take as a positive. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting players like Jota back, Firmino back, Van Dijk is great. I think Gakpo is finding a bit more... Uh, Finding his feet a little bit more, obviously, yeah. is very difficult to come into a team which is struggling and then show your best thing. Yeah. Stefan Bastić, who's 18 years old, has been playing in our midfield last three games. Uh, he's been very positive, but again, you know, you put him in a, a game against Real Madrid, he's gonna he's gonna be out of his depth. You know, it's not it's not fair. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think the 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 real positives is there's been one player who's been really sticking out. Allison has been fantastic. Allison, who's been in you know between the sticks. If it wasn't for him, if we already in such a bad position, but if it wasn't for him, it would be so much worse. Really, yeah. So much worse. Okay. He's the one guy who's been professional, consistent in all his performances throughout the season. Throughout the okay. Honestly, I still think he's one of the best in the world, if not the best. And it's a shame that he's yeah, not, he's very good, lah. You know, he's damn he's, good. He's, bro. He's, he's, he's he's yeah. So it's a, it's a shame. It's a, it's a real shame. But I think Liverpool are in trouble. I do you see them finishing top four? I think it's difficult, but now, I think the, the the few positives I do hold is the fact that I don't think Newcastle will find that early season form. I think obviously they they started off very positive and they and picked up now, a lot of points in a short period of time. Yeah. I think the physicality, you know, catch up to them. I think yeah. the second thing is the blow of you know I think they invested a lot into this Carabao Cup final. You yeah. know, the last trophy was in 1955, so it would have been so a big deal a big to thing for them win. Now. Yep, yep, yep. And then you know you build. It's it's natural, right? This is human nature, and mm. I think it'll be a big. T- I wouldn't be surprised if there's a hangover period for them after this. Oosh. Um. Yeah. So th- I think. But they haven't been good in the league either, right? They're the former. No, bit, like, no. Yeah. So I think they've drawn consecutively. Obviously, mm. they've lost to us as well. Yeah. Um. But I think Liverpool. Spurs yeah, they don't get beat, but they do draw a lot. And but, but that kills lot, you as yeah. well. Yeah, that kills exactly, you a lot. Because yeah, you yeah. concede a goal here and then, and then you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, but Spurs are looking good. They keep on picking up points. You know, we'll come to speak about their game against Chelsea as well. So yeah. it's... Uh, I, wh- whatever that's needed for Liverpool to finish top four now, they haven't shown thus far this season. And, you know, time's running out. Like, you know, 13, 14 games more. 
is is looking unlikely. Yeah, it's like 30 40 years, one third of the season left lah. Yeah. I mean still yeah. still quite a number of games. How many do you have a lot of big games left? Like if you played Cities, you so played Arsenal. So we obviously we play United this weekend. We play mm. you guys on Sunday. Uh I think we've got another City game. We've got Arsenal to play. Oh, still got and uh, Anfield, some tough I games. Yeah. I uh, to be fair, I can't remember off the top of my head. I know United. Yeah, but it doesn't Anfield. matter. The hard yeah. game, it doesn't matter the big <laughs> games or small games. We're struggling to beat, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know? True, true. Okay. So it's it's is not is not positive lah i would say all right okay okay i think um i think that's enough for that section so let's just take a break like a quick break and we'll catch you after the break for spurs versus chelsea so spurs have beat chelsea 2-0 um just last night this happened and um I think Spurs are sort of, you know, um turning the corner. And you know, they've won if you if you take a step back and you look at it, they've won the last four out of the five games and they've kept four clean sheets. You know, although you can you can argue that yeah, it, ever since that City game, I think the City one was a good result. And then after that they've played like not so like fantastic teams, but they've but been getting the they, they're just picking yeah, up. Yeah, picking yeah, up quietly points and, and without the manager, points. you know. Like he's, I mean, when yeah, I say without the manager, he's got his bladder taken out, and then yeah, like yeah. <laughs> suddenly he came back after like, one game, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I probably shouldn't be doing this." Yeah, yeah, but not bad, lah. Spurs quiet, lah. Quietly coming back, I would say. But what do you think? I think they are very quietly just picking up points, and that that win yesterday, that two zero, yeah. is huge. Huge is huge for not only them but Chelsea, because Chelsea. Chelsea are in Liverpool being yeah. in, a, in a bad place. <laughs> Chelsea are in a bad place as well. Um but suppose yeah they keep picking up points. I thought uh, there again we've we've said it since Conte came into this to manage them right. We just don't know what a Spurs team is like. Harry Kane keeps ticking goals off. They seem to be picking up points where they should pick up points and it looks like they're very likely to finish fourth, you know. Yeah. I think they are the ones who are going to finish fourth. I'm quite confident of that happening. You know, actually, before the season the season started, I thought they'll be up there with the title challenge. You know, honestly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they'll yeah. do much better actually yeah, than they much did. Better. Yeah, but let's talk about Chelsea. Okay, so everybody knows Chelsea is crap, but but they're actually really, really bad, bro. Like no club yeah. has fewer wins. Two wins, ah, huh? they've only had in the last fifteen games. That's more than one third of a season. That's so bad. That's so bad. Considering the amount of money they've spent, currently they're sitting in tenth, fourteen points away from fourth spot. It's worst start under any Chelsea manager in thirty years. Potter is in deep shit, bro. Yeah, I mean, he made a comment right the other day when he uh, came. He into came the late, right? The crisis meeting, and right? he said, "Oh yeah, yeah, just come from a crisis <laughs> meeting." And you see, that would have been funny if they didn't lose then, like two days later. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you can't make jokes <laughs> like that, man. Yeah. Um, but it's very odd. Again, you don't know what the hell is going on behind the scenes. Are they his signings? Are they? I don't know. It's it, but it seems like a mess. It's so funny to see that. Well, it's not so funny to see, but it's it's true that you can. Is a is a really good example of not signing just signing players like FIFA manager style is not sufficient. Yeah, so this you I know, think cuz um, that you look at that lineup on paper it's unreal. It's man. crazy. They actually have you know one of the I mean? best players 
in their respective positions for each position. For you know. each position. Yeah, yes. and not just Correct. their first starting eleven. They got like another team on the bench also. Yeah, like yeah, it's crazy, bro. Their team and. I think it, but the thing is, right? You watch them, so you you know you watch the Spurs game yesterday. Uh, I mean, you normally see a a team which is struggling. You you can sort of put your finger on like, oh yeah, that's a weak part. They you know they really can't defend or yeah or you know but they 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 really struggle <laughs> to convert or some. I don't know. I I couldn't tell you what they do. Bad. Well, is it? I oh, couldn't oh. tell you what they do. Bad. Yeah. I just don't. You know, I mean, I don't know bad. what I'm just, watching. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. And it's so boring to watch them play. Number one. Yeah, it's not a good. Yeah. yeah, it's not a good side. And they've just not been scoring, bro. They like they like barely score any goals. You know that's yeah. that's another thing. And I thought Felix would make uh, an, an impact because huh? he started But, pretty well. Yeah, Mudrik started pretty well, <laughs> and then they've been. Just <laughs> and then they like revert to the mean of Fern- being. Enzo <laughs> Fernandez, fantastic player. Yeah, bro, crazy signings, but. But you know, it's also every every game is always a different lineup. There's this stat. There's like what sixty seven changes, uh, to lineups in seventeen games, and like that's the thing. So that's the thing again. You you just bring in players on chop mass. and change, chop and change. You chop, like you chop yeah. because you don't know your best eleven. So it's, I mean, similar. We I mean at a much lower standard, but very similar. We saw that at Notts Forest as well, right? Yeah. They made how many signings? They make twenty or something signings in the summer, yeah. <laughs> and then he didn't know his his best eleven, and then now he's found a bit of form. But this is a much higher level, you know, where you've signed. Quality players where you've got three, four players for one position, and you can't afford mid-season to be figuring out your best eleven. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know what it is lah behind the scenes. I don't know whether the management have said, "Don't worry, you know this season is is pretty much a write-off. Next season is when it really starts." Maybe lah. Maybe enough. yeah. We don't know. We really don't know what's going behind the scenes, because I see. This is what I think. I think he's come to the club. He's tried to, you know, develop some sort of tactical setup around flexibility, which explains all the changes that this, like, I mean, in in lineups and all. But you know, it hasn't really worked out. So now there's sort of like, uh, like we said, like like every position there's like one of the best players in the world. So he, I think mm. he's he's trying to be more simple, just do the simple things right. But that's the thing; and they're not even doing that. Yeah, yeah you see. So the the thing was when when I was doing research on Chelsea, right, was prior to the Spurs game, you know. And I and I, I think I thought they turned the corner, but they oh no, lah, bro! They're just yeah, they're just not getting anything right. Do you think he'll get Literally. sacked? I don't think he'll get sacked. Like, no, I, yeah. no, I think because we would have heard. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Chelsea is just a mad club. Even I though the ownership Bowley, has changed, yeah, yeah, they're just a mad club. They're mad, right? They're like having yeah, fun, you know. This <laughs> it's like yeah. a FM save. So I think what's gonna happen is Bowley's gonna come to a realization and say, okay, look, we fucked up. Um, So then they'll sack Potter, and then they'll call Tuchel back. Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, no, I don't think they'll do that. No, no I, well, I, that. I think so he's a good manager. But the thing, I, I don't know what I said on the last part or whatever. We were just talking. He's a good like, manager, hope, but he needs yeah, time, lah, bro. He needs he's time. Good manager, so I hope they sack him because I don't want Chelsea to do well. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, I don't think so because we would have heard a lot more. I don't know. I, it's been pretty bad already, you know. So, you think like a Thomas Frank or Marco Silva might. I don't know because I, nah. I don't even know what the plan is yeah. for this club. We really need to get a Chelsea mean? fan. You don't even know what the hell they're about. Somebody in the inside, you know. Like the transfer, we still I still am not over the transfer window. Where yeah, are they gonna are they gonna like breach some FFP shit there? Uh? How much know. did they spend, bro? <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> like, But it's funny though. It's entertaining. Yeah, 
is very entertaining. It's good. Yeah, yeah. But they another I mean thank God for Liverpool. Chelsea are, are stuttering as well. If not they'd be in an even worse place. Please, but then I mean let's see let's see where this goes. I think that being said, I think we pretty much think wrap up this pod. Uh Rahul, I know we're having a guest next week. Uh, yeah, so yeah. very excited to have uh, Chun Hang on. He's, um, you know, he does a lot of work with Astro. He's really into his tactical analysis. Unfortunately, he's a United fan, um, nice. but we won't hold it against him. <laughs> uh, so he's coming in just to do a short segment because obviously Liverpool play United at Anfield this Sunday, 5th of March. Um, so we will be having him on. Uh, let's see if you can give us a little bit of insight on the game possibly looking back at both those team seasons so far as well it'll just be interesting to have someone who knows what they're talking about instead of just a me and Vesla you know? yeah fair fair enough yeah 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 he he he, he has good content i'm i'm looking forward to you know having a united guest on uh, it's always a good time especially in a time like this um i just hope we beat liverpool what do you, how do you think that game's going to turn out Yeah, I mean I can I can't see we play Boesem in midweek and then we play Liverpool another 3 4 days after I think. Yeah, I mean but like like I said, I mean Crystal Palace was a good demonstration of of where the flaws are where we don't have a squad the players who are being made to play can't do what's needed of them. Um but this sort of game bro you can never call it like it's like a United No, Liverpool I mean I I think I think a lot of luck will be have will have to be on Liverpool's side for them to get anything from the game because United are just a better team at this yeah. moment they're better mm-hmm. placed they know what they're doing morale is high confidence uh, is through the roof confidence bro is, yeah. yeah through the roof and Liverpool like I said are not doing any one thing we talk about Chelsea not doing any one thing well neither are Liverpool You know, so I I I'll be very surprised if Liverpool get anything from the result. I can't remember when United won at Anfield last, bro. Have we ever, like I I don't know how many seasons it's been. I really really. Uh, I think sure the Mata one been. where the Caesar kick right that Mata scored. I remember that one. I think that was the game. So, but I really so many seasons ago, this Mourinho time. It's been a while. I think we've had some really positive results. But the thing is, so even when United were under Solsha and things, or Mourinho and weren't playing well, you guys were still hard to beat. This Liverpool team is not hard to beat. Mm, you know, that's yeah, the difference. Yeah, that's the difference. But we we'll see. I think for me, that's one of the. I think that is the toughest game in the league. I mean, that one, and then we still have to play Newcastle away. I think these two two games are going to be tough. We also play Chelsea at home, but I mean. I don't know lah, but like <laughs> we'll see. We shall see. Yeah, like I said, I think mostly it's a positive season already. You yeah, know, there's not yeah. much uh, you guys can do to to change that lah. You know. Okay, guys. Um, thank you very much for listening. And again, I just want to remind y'all. You know, we'd really, really appreciate it if you could, you know, share this podcast. You know, tell it to a friend. Or when we post something on Instagram, you know, maybe drop a comment. Tell us how you found the pod. You know, because we're trying this new structure right now. Like it's just me and you now. Yep. And um, yeah, so just give us your feedback, and yeah, just share, you know, share the pod, spread the good word. Um, thank you so much for your support, and we'll catch you next week, actually, on the next episode. Take care, bye. Sonny is very lucky that his father is a better person than Oli. And I think you, 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 you are an ostrich. Next Tuesday. April Fool's Day is the biggest fool in Manchester, and that is you, David Myers. Football heritage. No one <laughs> wants to be a fullback as a kid. No one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football.